Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios of Relate365.com. And we're a ministry of Silver Tranch. We uh, get together to do these podcasts along with a bunch of other things. And so I encourage you to head over to Relate365.com or Silver Birch Ranch. Dot com. No. Dot org. <laughs> I tricked you. You did. <laughs> I'm thinking the dot com guy. I'm the dot com guy. I'm not the dot org guy. Oh, I knew you were going to do that, so I, I could yep. tell the hesitation. Like, I don't know what to do. I had to lead you, lead yep. you to that. Well, I'm the dot com guy. I, I have a job. That's right. And you, you expanded it beyond my understanding. <laughs> 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 but oh, that man. is a dot org. I get it. But I'm, I'm so in a habit. Yeah. 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 Do you ever, you know, once speaking of habits, have you ever done dumb, really dumb things because you're just in a habit? Uh, I'm sure I have. I well, can't think of anything that's out of my mind, but please tell me a story of oh, your dumb uh, habits. Oh, yeah, this was really dumb. I was years ago driving, of course, grew up in Chicago, and I would go pick up kids to go to church on Sunday or whenever. This was a Sunday morning, I believe, and I was going to pick somebody up, and I was going down one of those famous Chicago streets that had a stop sign at every corner. Hmm. And I'm going and stopping and stopping and stopping. So then I get to a major intersection, the light's red. I stop and I pull out because hmm. I had been stopping and stopping going. And, going. Yeah. and I stopped and pull out right in front of a cop, right right in front of a one of Chicago's finest. Yep. And, of course, my wife looked at me and said, what would you do that for? And I said, what? She said, you went through a red light. And I go, oh, man. And so I pulled over right away and waited for the guy. The policeman did a Starsky Hutch turn, you know, and he came after me and, yeah, yeah. and stopped me. And I was already pulled over. He goes, why'd you go through that light? I said, you know, just give me a ticket. Here's what happened. I was going down that street and I was stopping at every corner. And mindlessly, I stopped at that light and just thought it was a stop sign. and kept going. Yeah. And he laughed. He said, get out of here. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I get it, man. I get it. Yeah. Um, we do that in life sometimes. Yep. I mean, it, it wasn't that I was trying to be evil even. Right. I wasn't trying to, certainly I wouldn't cut off a cop. Right. And a policeman, sorry, if you think that's disrespectful. I grew up in Chicago, as we call them. We liked policemen, so it's a respectful term for me as a kid, but not, Right. I have no idea if it's got a bad connotation to it. But any, anyway, he laughed, I laughed, we went on. I find that when I've gotten pulled over a couple times, if you're honest, Mm-hmm. Which you should be anyway. Yep. A lot of times they realize your humanity and let you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, that happened one other time. I was up here in the North Woods and I, I went through a stop sign again. This time, not a stop light, a stop sign, and actually clipped bumpers with a state trooper. He, <laughs> he was going the other way, and his his front bumper clipped my back one, and just just slightly. Yeah. And so I pulled over again because I thought this guy. He comes to my window. He is. Furious. He's no. He's got no blood in his face anymore. I mean, this guy thought probably he was out. He was gone. Oh. You know because he was speeding somewhere, and I went right in front of him, and he had a. Oh. I didn't see him. Sure. And and he comes to the car and he goes, "Why didn't you stop at that stop sign?" I said, "What stop sign?" He goes, "Get out of here." I said, "No, I I don't know what you're talking about." Yeah. So we walked back there. There was a huge bush in front of the stop sign. You couldn't see it. Oh. He goes, "All right, go home." I. Of course, he proceeded to hack at the bush. Oh, I'm sure. But, but you can't be responsible for something you don't see. Right, right. And uh, anyway, it's interesting, I think, when you're honest with people in general. You know, if you do something stupid, you did something stupid, say it. It's and, like that and, phrase, honesty is the best policy, Oh, it right? really is. 
You know, like when you're trying to convince a policeman that he shouldn't give you a ticket or she shouldn't give you a ticket, uh, stop it. Yeah. Just tell them what really happened. Right. And and if you really tell them what happens, then the honesty might win the case. Mm-hmm. And the policeman say, I'll look at your record. If you've got like 400 tickets. Right. Then you're a bum anyway, so I'll give you one. Right. But if you're, you know, for me, I haven't had a ticket in, I'll bet you, over 30 years. Right. And I, it's not my habit to do stupid things on the highway. Yeah. Um, not that I don't, by the way. There are times. <laughs> there are times where maybe I looked around hoping there was no one around, but it was more mistake than intentional. That inner Chicago driver comes out, huh? Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know what about driving, but um, it's interesting to look at life and realize there are times where, like when I clipped the bumper that time, even when I went through the stoplight, you know, I was confused for a moment until I figured out what was going on. Yeah. But if you can't figure out what's going on, you stay confused. Mm-hmm. Do you know what a mind does when it lives in confusion? It like stops working. Yeah, it shuts down. Yeah. You can only handle confusion for so long, and then what you're going to try and do is make sense of it. Right, and then you get to the point where you just go, huh? Yeah, and you just shut down. You <laughs> yeah. just say, so then you look at somebody and you give them a label like, that's weird. Yeah. And you just leave it at that because you don't get it anyway. Yep. And you don't have a category for it. You're just like, mm. yep. You know, God is not a God of confusion. Mm-mm. So part of that means that your brain shouldn't shut down on certain things because it's not confusing to you. I, yeah. I'll give you some examples. Um, how many genders are there? Two. If I told you there were 30 genders, would that make sense? Me neither. So eventually when you're talking about that, as people are trying to pay attention, yeah, they get so confused, their brain shuts down and they go, whatever. Right. And they walk away. Yep. And that's not healthy, by the way. Mm-hmm. God made it very simple. There are two genders, not 30, not 80. However, I don't even know how many people are making up these days. Uh, marriage. When, when you talk about family and what family is, mm-hmm. the definition is like, depending on who you're talking to. So people never really know what you mean when you say family. Yeah, right. So they don't care anymore. Uh, I think you and I are examples of brain shutting down. What do you think about politics? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on in politics. Uh, Why does my brain shut down? That's right. That's you know, right. I think that, honestly, you've quit watching news during the election cycle mm-hmm. and have you picked it back up uh i don't watch really i mean I, occasionally i read news articles just to see what's going on in the yeah. world but even at that it's just like and i'll watch now some local news to try and get what's going on just in the area right but not it, once it gets into something else i turn it off right it shows that what happened to us was we are so confused by what's going on with politicians right that We've shut off. We don't want to hear them anymore. Well, not only that, like I would almost start to think that I would almost categorize the news outlets into the politician category. Okay, why? Why Be- do you say that? Because they've become politicized. They want to drive, you know, it's no longer reporting the news. It's driving a idea or thought or propaganda across. Right. You know, I mean, you know, because most oftentimes I get my news on my phone. Mm-hmm. You know, and I own, I own an iPhone, and so there's the built-in news app, and, you know, you can see, like, the top articles. Right. You know, and I can honestly say that before Trump left office, 
every day there was at least one article that said Trump in it. Yeah. Ever since the pandemic started, and even to this day, when I turn on my phone, there is always one article that says COVID or vaccine. Right. You know, driving. Now, obviously, it's going on, but it's like, hello, we, we've been talking about this for a year and a half or almost. It's like, do we really need to start reporting that? You know, or keep reporting that? It's like right. it, 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 they get their ideas and they just wanted to keep driving a, a cultural ideology. Yeah. Until the point gets across and no longer. I mean, the fact that you have to choose your news network based on, you know, the bent that they're going to have. That's yep. political in my mind. And yeah. so it's no longer news. Right. You know, it's and that's what makes the whole thing confusing. Going back to your point, you know, when you think about politics, it's like, oh, don't even get me started. Yeah. That's why I really like podcasts, by the way, because what happens is you can you can choose to listen to people that make sense to you that actually are making sense somewhere. Right. And you don't have to listen to what's going out in public. You don't have to listen to any podcast where they're trying to confuse you by details of that don't make sense. And, That's right. So if you're listening, you know, thanks for putting up a date. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably the least propaganda guy in the world. I, I'm just saying, wow, that's interesting. I mean, there's so many things that when you begin to make anything so complicated. Recently, that uh, California is interesting. It, it's always interesting. <laughs> Yes. Especially to those of us. <laughs> There's probably many adjectival words. Is that a yeah. word, adjectival? It is now. <laughs> Just don't use. ask me to spell it. I don't know if I would have said interesting. Yeah, the first it, it's one. an interesting place. That's right. I mean, they, they, I guess they have a um, recall of their governor that they're working on. And then um, I don't know how to refer to this person. <laughs> <laughs> so your generation, help me out here. Okay. Here's where confusion goes in. I don't want to refer to this person. That's right. Uh, this Jenner person, yes, whatever they are. That's right. Now they're going as Caitlyn, Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. Okay. So this Caitlyn Jenner, right? Who used to be Bruce Jenner? Who used to be an Olympic Bruce Jenner? Who is now a, is trans, whatever they social, are. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. whatever. This, again, talk about brain shutting down. I'm trying to talk here. My brain shutting down. That's right. You're trying to. Ex- I'm describe. trying to explain brain shutdown, and my brain shut down. <laughs> um, but this he. Bruce, you don't even uh, Caitlin. Okay, excuse my whatever. Yeah. Um, and by the way, Caitlyn Jenner doesn't really make a big deal about what pronoun you use or anything else. Right. Caitlyn doesn't care. Right. Um, and what's really confusing is is that really Caitlyn is very conservative in political world. R- very conservative. So, like it, from my understanding, it actually was a huge tr- Trump supporter. Yes, and and against. Uh, trans males in sports against females. Right. And, and I thing. believe, you know, as we're talking about this governor thing, that she, he is. Caitlin. Yes. Caitlin <laughs> is, is running for it. Right. As the Republican candidate. Exactly. Right? So you were, you were actually <laughs> reading me this article and my brain kept shutting down because talk about confusing oh, in man. every way, shape or form. This is confusing. To me now in one sense i don't have to understand everything about everybody else i, I don't have to do that yeah. that's not my job in this world right so it's not that i have to make sense of it but this is the problem we're, we're having people shut their brains down going on media and trying to identify a group that they do agree with and that makes sense to them and then they're staying there mm-hmm. and then anybody who's outside of that they don't let into their life because it's confusing to them. Yeah. 
And there's a group that basically says anything and everything goes. Mm-hmm. Well, that can't be because there's, do we realize that in every culture, every single culture, there are things that are not acceptable to the culture? Mm-hmm. Okay. In our culture right now, if you look at what they're trying to make unacceptable, and in some ways it's good, and some ways it, they stretch it, but they're trying to make it unacceptable to not um, respect people's opinions. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine, but that doesn't mean opinion is truth. So right. we have to make sure we draw that line. And, and we, we're, they're trying to make it so that if you disagree with somebody, you don't like them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not true. It's never been true. And if you actually live that way, then you, you stifle all discussion about everything. Mm-hmm. Because unless I agree with you, you're going to tell me I hate you. Mm-hmm. But there are things I disagree with. Yeah. And I should be okay talking about them. Right. Without hatred being a part of the formula. Absolutely. So what a culture does is there's always this line where a culture, I don't care what culture it is, you're a deviant if you cross this line. And if they don't like it, they change where the line is. Mm. But it's still there. Yeah. So, you know, at one point, you know, for example, uh, abortion was wrong. Yeah. But as abortion and people started to use propaganda and started to say, you don't love us, and we, I need, they started to use words like, I need to have my own choice, whatever it might be. Yeah. Eventually, the line moved. Mm-hmm. So now the culture says, guys like myself who are anti-abortion are wrong. Mm-hmm. But you see, they kept the wrong side there. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I'm saying about culture. There's always going to be a wrong side. Yeah. Because a culture cannot accept what they would consider deviant behavior. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. So a guy like me who says abortion is wrong, it's evil, they're saying that we don't accept. Yeah. I just said it and I still mean it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at what's going on in our nation, to have people make a decision based on their own comfort level to say that I am willing to engage in a sexual activity that is procreative and then not take the responsibility for what we've, uh, you know, what's being created inside of me. Instead, I want to kill it because it is something that will will take away from my personal freedom mm-hmm. is totally irresponsible, barbaric and inhumane. Yeah. All right, that's my stand. Mm-hmm. Now, someone might say, well, we don't even want to talk to you about it. Why not? I don't hate you if you go ahead and get an abortion. I really don't hate you. Mm-hmm. I think that you don't understand what you're doing, and you're going to regret this down the road, and I would try and talk you out of it, but I don't hate you. Right. The reason you avoid me is because of, of the, the fact that your uh, self-worth is so fragile mm. that if I disagree with you, you think I've attacked your value mm-hmm. because you think that people need to agree with you in order for you to have value. Mm. And that's a mistake in your thinking. Yeah. Um, I don't think, you know, if you thought less of me because I disagreed with you, I would just say, you're unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Then again, it goes back to what the scriptures say. Here's what I'm convinced of. And here's what I think, Jason, you need to keep convincing your kids of, and you know this. In the beginning, God, he created you. He loves you. He has a plan. Mm-hmm. I don't care what circumstances come in life. That doesn't change. Yeah. Therefore, the value in your life is not from people admiring you. It isn't from people agreeing with you. It's from the fact that God loves you 
and sent his son for you. And you need to understand that that's where the value comes from. Mm -hmm. And how you teach that to different personalities will, again, be unique to yeah. each parent. Mm -hmm. But you got to teach it somehow. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and there are some things, obviously, that, that kids will latch on to. And, and we like to be positive with them. Yeah. But in a guy like my case, there comes a time where you tell him you probably shouldn't try and play baseball anymore because mm -hmm. you're that bad. Yeah. Now, how you say that, I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, but I think there's a time where if you're going to be honest with people, you tell them honestly what's going on because their life will be a total embarrassment mm -hmm. otherwise. Yeah. Uh, maybe not, though. I mean, if, if people are going to keep applauding people who do things poorly. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I think the church, unfortunately, has gotten in the middle of this, too. Yeah. Um, I think it's hard for the church to take a stand on anything. Uh, sometimes I sit there and wonder if, okay, I probably shouldn't say this, but sometimes I wonder yeah. if those who are in front doing music should be there because they can't sing. Mm. And if somebody in the church could say, you know, this probably isn't your gift. Yeah. Without them being totally... I mean, this goes back to like American Idol. Did you ever see that program? Oh, yeah. Yep. It's still on, by the way. Is it? Okay. Yep. Well. It's transformed and morphed over the years, but yeah. Shouldn't somebody have told some of those people they can't sing before they went out there? You would think so. You would think by the time, like, you know, back in the day, was, I forget who the judges were, you know, yeah. Simon and whatever. And you think that somebody somewhere would have said, hey. Yeah, but if you listen to their interview, they keep saying things like, my grandma and my mother, man, they... They They're said, all convinced that they're great. Yeah. And they go out there and you listen to them and you go. Somebody hasn't been telling you the truth. Yeah. Somebody lied to you. Yeah. And then I'm the bad guy. Right. Because I'm saying that person's got a terrible voice yeah. for singing. Right. Or, or isn't trained or something. And it's like. <laughs> and you're not that musical yourself. Oh, I'm terrible. But, I, 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 but it just goes to show that it doesn't take a, a, an artist to know when. <laughs> Well, you know so what? I've see. never tried out for a baseball team after I was convinced I was no good. And I've really not tried out for American Idol. I, 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 it, it wouldn't be my thing. <laughs> and you know what? I, I'm okay with myself. That's it's right. Just, that's not I hear my you thing. can rap, though. Oh, yeah. I won a rap contest. Yes, that's what I've heard. Yeah. That's because the vote was rigged. But other, <laughs> other than that, if, if the vote wasn't rigged, rigged. or the vote wasn't truthful. Both. <laughs> Both. There were there were young people there who felt sorry for the old guy and had to let him win. So. And they didn't let you know the truth. That's right. So if I went out and tried to be a, a, a rap star or whatever whatever that was I was doing, I, I'm not sure that would work. <laughs> because of the lies that took place. You know, it isn't evil to tell somebody the truth. Hmm. And I think that every parent needs to understand that. It's not evil to tell your children the truth. Yeah. They uh, and and grandma, if if you hear your child play, don't tell them they're going to be the next Mozart right away. Yeah, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to be encouraging, mm -hmm. and I understand that. But be encouraging, but don't lie. Yeah, because once we get in the habit of lying, we can't back that out. Mm -hmm. now, I remember years ago um, when I was in high school, which was now you know another world. Um, and college, uh, working up here at camp, and I used to take care of the horses, and every once in a while we had an a injury on the horses. And one year we were out, and a, and a horse, we went through a, a place where the horses got stung by bees, and one of the horses just went nuts. And the horse took off, 
and a girl fell off and her leg went through the stirrup and a tree got in between her and the horse and the stirrup ripped off and it was a really bad scene. And, and the leg was kind of wrapped around this little tree. And, and she was conscious and everything and, and I, I immediately got off, gave everyone hand signals, I took care of it from the point of, okay, we, get, we gotta get help, so I sent someone back, get a, the nurse that's here in an ambulance and the whole works. And the whole time then, I was having her look at me mm-hmm. and talk to her. And in a, in a severe injury, that's what you're gonna do. If the person isn't in a, you know, out or, or in shock, you obviously wanna engage them in a conversation of some sort and, mm-hmm. and try and keep them awake and alert the best you can. So I was talking, and immediately uh, she said, boy, my leg feels funny. And I said, yeah, we'll, we'll take care of it. And she wanted to look, and I said, look at me. And I took her chin and moved it back to me. Yeah. Well, I was trying to avoid shock. Right. She said, am I going to be okay? I said, you know what? We're going to, I've got nurses coming. I've got to, I told her what we were doing, but I never said she was going to be okay. Mm. I just told her, here's what we're doing. I'll stay with you. Yeah. You can count on me being here. Okay. And then she kept asking me about her leg, and I, I kept avoiding that subject because, honestly, I would have moved her if I knew how to do it. Right. But I was waiting for people that knew how to do it, and I knew how to do, you know, I knew how to take care of other emergencies if she went into shock or something else. I could deal with that, but I couldn't deal with the leg at this moment. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's important when we work with people, I don't care what situation they're in, is to not lie. Mm-hmm. We tend to want to have people feel good about whatever situation they're in. Mm -hmm. Well, once you do that and you lie, people lose confidence in you down the road. Yeah. Uh, My younger daughter plays with my head once in a while because if I ever ask her, have I ever lied to you, which which I have, Mm -hmm. she'll look at me funny because she says I did. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and I know when exactly. So she was young, and we wanted to go rafting on the Wolf River. Yeah, and she didn't want to go. She said it was too dangerous. And I said, "No, pff, you'll love it. You will love it." She got off, and she goes, "Dad, that's the first time you ever lied to me. I did not love it." <laughs> and I thought, "Oh man, <laughs> you know." Now for the rest of my life, honestly, to, I'm 65 years old, mm. and, she, and and if I say, "Hey, would I lie to you?" She goes, "Yes." <laughs> From that one moment in history. Uh, and I'm thinking, uh, oh, man, if I could have that moment back, I would say, I think you would that's, yeah, love it. That's right. I hope you I would hope you love would. it. But I promised her she'd love it. Yeah. And to this day, I think she did, but she just won't admit it. So I'm mm. not sure Does about she still that. go rafting? No. Mm. Well, you know what she does with her campers, I think, yeah. Okay. I mean, she, she still comes up as a counselor, and she, she'll go with them. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure she likes it, though. Right. I, I think. She does it because she's a counselor. More for the sake of the campers, that's yeah. right. But uh, anyway, I, it's a very interesting situation when you're in a situation where you can't be honest. Yeah. So I disagree with Caitlyn Jenner's lifestyle and decisions. Right. And I need to leave it there and be okay with it. Right. I don't hate Caitlyn Jenner. Right. I don't. I, I think... I think there's been decisions made from being confused and, and not understanding the basic principles of life. That's my business to believe that. But I have nothing. I do not want to spread hatred. I, I don't want Caitlin off the planet. I, I'm not. That's not, you know. I do think, though, that someone in your position with children at home, yeah, when that comes where they realize that's going on, 
I think it's important that you and your wife talk to them about that situation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and not just look the other way and not say anything. Right. I think it's important that they hear your thoughts on that and that somehow you communicate respectfully to them mm-hmm. on what you're thinking. Yeah. So I'm not sure how you do that all the time. Um, some people, when they're, for example, they're watching television and a scene comes up that's uncomfortable for the children. Mm-hmm. You know what a lot of ho- houses do? They're quiet. Mm. Let's pretend that just didn't come up. Right. That's not what you do with children. Mm-hmm. Because what they learn is mom and dad didn't say anything about that. Mm-hmm. That must be acceptable. Mm. So when something comes that's not right in your home, right. I don't care what it is, you don't have, what they need to do is learn how to recognize something that's not right, recognize people that are doing something wrong and not lose respect for the people. Mm-hmm. And how do they learn that? Right. If they can't see that. Mm-hmm. Or if something comes up like they can go, oh, that person's a bum, an idiot. Okay, that's how they're learning to disagree. Right. So don't do that. And they're like sponges. Oh, they are. They pick up a lot. So I, I, I sometimes think parents should intentionally watch things, maybe things that are, are harmless. And if I mention anything, someone's going to write and say, that's not harmless. But like Wizard of Oz or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you watch the movie. Yeah. And in it, there's so many things that you could talk about while it's going on. Yeah. And you do. And so you make that the norm of your family where you talk about things, not critical all the time, mm-hmm. but, but boy, that's great. Look at how they did that. Look how this person, look how Dorothy responded to these three, you know, goofballs. You yeah. know I mean, th- that's pretty cool that somebody would respond that way. I, I respect that. So now your kids are hearing you say, I like, this is something we like. Mm-hmm. And then you're going, oh yeah, not, oh, I was guy, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Here's what I think happened there, you know, and so they're hearing you discuss. Right. Here's the issue. Mm-hmm. What they'll do is they'll grow up saying, "Oh yeah, I recognize now when we're watching something, the good, the bad, the ugly. I know how to respectfully give my opinion, and I know that I don't need to agree with everything I see." I do think that right now, what's happening in our culture is that the young people have learned uh, to be passive to take things in and whether it be like on the internet where maybe it gets pornographic or, or anything else and just accept it. Mm. Like, okay, that's how life is. That's how things are. That, but they don't talk about it because they don't know what to do with it because they wouldn't know what to say to parents yeah. about it because nobody's ever said that's not right, right. to them. So I don't know how and, and when you do that as an adult, but I think there's plenty of opportunities yeah. uh, to do that. Well, and even as parents, you know, one thing that my wife and I have tried to do is make it a habit just to talk about anything. You know, that way, you know, and even encourage them to talk. You know, if something's bothering you, you know, we want to talk about it. And then really the, 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 the training comes into our response you know, because we don't want to respond in a way that would cause them not to talk again. Right. You know, not saying that there's not consequences sometimes, maybe the things that they may have done or, or whatever, but it's that balance of, of creating an atmosphere where they're willing to engage and talk and dialogue about the things that they're taking in, essentially. Yeah, just don't stay passive. Right, right. And so it takes intentionality. Unfortunately, 
Uh, we're out of time again. It's uh, fun having these conversations. I encourage you to head over to Relate365.com to re-listen to this podcast and others and check out the other podcasts that we do. But for Jason and Dave here on Younger and Older, I encourage you to check in next time. But for now, take care. Bye-bye.